everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the nifty head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. And this happens to be kind of a special episode. Um, it's our fifth... It's our nifty yeah. 50, bitch! Nifty 50. Um, oh, you didn't need a... Bring confetti and balloons, Cosmo. Oh, that's so sweet of you. So, well, it's a occasion for celebration. Now, some of you listening might look at your podcatcher and be like, well, this is episode like 69 or whatever. whatever it says. That's because uh, we've had several bonus episodes. We've had some bonus episodes. We've had a live play series that went for 11 episodes. So, you know, there are more than 50 files under this yes under the podcast under, under this thing but this is our 50th proper episode and that is uh of significance because as a society we count by tens and it's just kind of a big deal uh, yeah so we're going to be talking about in that vein we're going to be talking about something kind of special and because we're celebrating us something a little self-indulgent yeah it's it's pretty self-indulgent uh, we're so today's episode is titled Sicko Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're getting to that. We'll, we'll, sp- we'll, we'll explain. Yes. So, um, you've heard of RPG Burnout. We haven't. Yeah. Burnout? Never heard of her. <laughs> no, wait. Close. Uh, there's not any way to make that into a pun, but yeah, whatever. Today, the Sicko Zone episode, this is a show about all about what to do when you have the opposite of an RPG burnout problem. When you just want to play more, you want to play all the time, but you can't. You can't get a regular group together. There's no time. How are you going to play more? Well, we came well, up with something. We have an idea. We uh, This is what we do. Uh, it's not the only thing you can do. Yeah. Because um, there's always... Uh, Masturbation. I, I shouldn't have started that because I knew I was going to end. God damn it. All right. Um, there is always that, though. Anyways, so uh, let's start with uh, the signposting for this episode, right? So we have, we're going to talk about what is we call the RPG hangover. Yeah. And I don't, did we come up with that term or that? I don't know if. We started using it first before everybody else started using it. Mm. Uh, if anybody else uses it, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, then we're going to tell you what is Sicko Zone, and then we're going to talk about why you would ever be in the Sicko Zone. Yeah. And some tools and some systems, and then some one on one role playing time. Yeah, because spoiler alert, that's kind of what the Sicko Zone is but before we get into that let's talk about the idea of the hangover what what is the rpg hangover well probably most of you are familiar with a regular hangover Mm -hmm. uh from drugs uh alcohol is included in that drug accounts from stuff so like you do something that's really fun and then the next day you're kind of like man I don't feel so good right now. I wish I felt like I was yeah. when I was doing that you fun wish, thing. Yeah, you wish you felt like how you felt when you were 
you know, when you were on top of the world, and specifically we're talking about in the context of role-playing, mm-hmm. when there's a fun, you know, role-playing thing that's going on, and then, like, oh, it has to end, you know, and you're like, fuck. And then it's just, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, it would be cool if this happened, or like, oh, my character's got a good zinger, or like, oh, man, I have such a great, like, adventure hook for my players after last session. Yeah. And I guess, so, we're going to talk about our personal experience with this, but I think, uh, real quick, we should qualify, like, why we're using these terms at all. It's kind of in answer to or, like, opposite to the idea of burnout. Um, And you can find, burnout is maybe a more familiar problem for people, especially game masters, but probably Mm -hmm. players as well, where, you know, you've been working really hard on a thing or doing it a lot. Maybe a lot of your free time, maybe you don't have that much free time and you feel like scheduling role-playing sessions and, you know, gathering to play is overwhelming and not fun anymore. You're experiencing some burnout. There's a lot of videos out there about the concept of burnout. Um, not just in the context of a hobby, in the context of, you know, like the lives we live and stuff Mm -hmm. like burnout is a real problem. Um, but what we're talking about is the opposite of a burnout problem, specifically as it pertains to the role-playing hobby. Yeah. So like you have your session Saturday morning, uh, and it's really good. And then you wake up Sunday and you're like, fuck, it's Sunday. Wish I could role play. Yeah, wish I was role playing again. A bunch of cool stuff happened yesterday. I've like already come up with, you know, a bunch of like quest hooks that spin off of what happened last time. I've already come up with like a way that this character is going to return. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into it, but you can't because it is a, you know, it is a community hobby. It requires the active participation of a group of people. It requires supreme logistical skills. Yeah. To schedule shit. It requires scheduling and communication to make these sessions happen in the first place. And if you're meeting more than once a month, you're probably doing a great fucking job. Mm-hmm. And you probably have, you know, a good group of people. You have a good party. You have dedicated hobbyists who are, you know, enjoying what they're doing. But sometimes even that, that's not enough. Sometimes you want more. Sometimes you need more. Yeah. You just, you got to get more. Which is why earlier this year, we did a little bit of work just ourselves because we were both experiencing this. Um, And I think it's interesting to note that at this time, neither of us were running a game. Truth. Both of us were players in my brother Enzo's D&D campaign. And we were having a good time, but we were meeting less frequently than we wanted to. And we were like, you know, because such is the curse of a game master. We were, we were developing way too much. our own stuff. We were like, well, my character came from this place. And because mm-hmm. we were just playing in the Forgotten Realms, which is a pretty open sandbox to like put stuff wherever you want or make your characters come from wherever, we were thinking a lot about like, what happened to our characters before they were part of this adventure and what connects them to the rest of the world? A bunch of different things. Also, where do they want to go from And here? where they want to go next, yeah. So we started doing this thing and we started just in in code 
well, I guess not really in code. We we gave it the name. Yeah, we gave we gave it a shorthand so we right. knew what to call it. So it like the space in our minds and also on our phones mm-hmm. had a name where we could put our notes and where we could you know work on the same thing together. And we called it the sicko zone. So basically, what it was was just one of us, either me or Cosmo, Cosmo and I. Wait, whatever, doesn't matter what. Both of us. Uh, both of us would switch off between being players and game masters Mm -hmm. and in this instance we were doing like backstory for our characters and it was really fun all right so that's basically what it was is just one-on-one role-playing with you know a system we used uh discord mm-hmm. and some some plugins to discord mm-hmm. uh to do roles and uh and, and we'll it. we'll talk about more about the tools yeah you can use later but we uh, over text we we set it up so one of us was game mastering the other one was playing a solo adventure uh that took place entirely over text yeah so like you know we'd be doing it during our work day and mm-hmm. like Sometimes there'd be a couple hours before responses, mm-hmm. but that was fine. Sometimes even a day, you know, like on the weekend when we were busy doing stuff um, or actually like hanging out doing mm-hmm. other things. We didn't play. We didn't play. But if you're just like at work and you're like, oh, you know, I could do I'm these emails or I could play on here, my phone right? for 10 minutes before I do my actual work. Mm-hmm. Then we could play a little sicko zone and you could be like, you know, if you were the player, you could be like, my character does this at this point, or you could prompt the player mm-hmm. as a game master, be like, now you're here, what do you do? And yeah. So what it what what the Sicko Zone is, is one-on-one role-playing, entirely over text, um that is continuous, basically. It doesn't have sessions it doesn't have stop and start Mm -hmm. times it just like it goes and when you pick up your phone and you have input you put that input in Mm -hmm. and then the other person you know you're alternating game master and player yeah when they Um, respond when they see it they come up with a response and they respond back to you in their own time Mm -hmm. and it just continues yeah and so you know it might take you three or four weeks to play what could be a one shot if you sat down at the table Uh uh-huh but the point is, you're always playing. You yeah. always are thinking about it. You never have to right. stop role playing. Right. So you that's, never have to that's stop one of the reasons why we did it in the first place is we were thinking about it anyways, but just thinking about it wasn't giving us any satisfaction mm-hmm. because there was no call and response. It was just like, yeah, man, if my character was in this situation, I bet this is what they would do yeah. and it would go great. Well, yeah, except for when you do roll a dice, sometimes it fucks you, and it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and then, like, it goes in a different direction. Which is that's part of that's the, the, point that's of the dopamine playing. coming in, is, like, there's a chance this could fail. Oh, but I succeeded. Bam. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. So, we were, we were playing constantly in a low-key setting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what is the sicko zone? It's one-on-one. Oh, I had already moved on. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. I don't think I just, you need to say what that is. I want to hit that real quick. It's okay. continuous, um, and it's text-based, and it's non-local. Because, like, we're not always in the same room. That's why it's text-based, you know. It's, um... Yeah. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I assumed... Or uh, remote, I Everybody guess. Uh, had figured that part out. Yeah. That, like, know, why would we... We don't work together. Texting if we're in the we same... We hobby room. We're together. not, yeah. We, we're not at the same office. We don't do all the same stuff together. So, yeah, one-on-one role-playing, continuous over text, remotely. That's what the Sicko Zone is. We came up with it. Yes. That's all right, so back to the reasons why we're doing this and why you might want to. Um, so playing constantly, and then you can also explore backstory because that's something that kind of, and we've talked, we've had several episodes about backstory and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really, it's hard to bring up. And mm-hmm. like that's why we had episodes about it. It's also hard for a game master to do it for... Um you know, multiple characters. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to gather everybody for a role-playing session and then have everyone sit quietly in the audience while you do a flashback episode for one character. Yeah, and there's ways it can be done, and, like, I can think of a whole episode about, like, doing a flashback. Yeah, ways to explore stuff Doing a flashback session with everybody present being their own characters. But that's not what we're talking about today. Talking about Sickle Zone. So you can explore backstory and, like, we know how it works because that's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. We, we did the, the thing where you come up with some rumors mm-hmm. like, about your character. And so we role-played through Sicko Zone some of our rumors. Yeah. We also, we started our characters. We were playing D&D with Enzo and we, we were playing level five characters. So we like began the campaign at level five and we were supposed to come up with like rumors about what we'd done what we weren't supposed to we kind of forced that well we we pushed the idea but Enzo was into it um where like rumors about what our character had done before they got to the point where they're a level five member of this party that left you know five levels of backstory backstory to explore where we could be like okay i'm playing my character i'm starting level one and this is basically like my character's origin story play a little adventure um really fucking cool and satisfying in a way that like we couldn't have really done and it it does take a little bit of like you know we're not the main game masters of the campaign we're running now we're taking turns game mastering one-on-one for our characters that exist in someone else's game. So you have to be careful not to, you know, step on their toes as far as, like, yeah. lore and development and stuff. But since we're playing in D&D in an established setting, it's okay to just be like, this happened over here however many years ago. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess, you know, that's an important thing when you're exploring backstory. Um, if the game master isn't involved in the sicko zone, uh, be cognizant of their world. It's in their world. These are characters in their world. Don't step on their toes. Yeah. They're being the game master. Uh, yes. So another thing you could do in sicko zone though is side adventures. Yep. So you've all had the thing happen, right? Where like, uh, you got a party, maybe you got like five or six players, right? And one person for like three or four sessions in a row, they can't show up. And you're like, well, we're still going to play. But now this is just kind of a hole in it. This, yeah. this is a hole in like, why is this character not here? But then they come back sometimes. 
you could use the sicko zone if you had, you know, willing participants. You could do sicko zone where, like, they're on a side adventure this mm-hmm. whole time. They got kidnapped. Yeah. Or they went to go find their parents' killer, you know, classic rogue story. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, they're not present in the main session, but if they want to participate, you can do it this way. And you're like, oh, you know, this is the last night everyone saw you. This is actually what happened. You got, like, yeah. conked on the head and you woke up in a tomb unfamiliar and you don't know where you are. And now, like, they're playing a little dungeon crawl side adventure to make it out and back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully you time that so it coincides with them arriving to actually play with the rest of the party the next time you do gather. But you can just go on side adventures. If you want to play more, you're like, okay, the main thing is happening, but the rest of the party's just back at the pub this week. Mm-hmm. You're doing this. If you want to play more, you provide a player who wants to play more mm-hmm. with that opportunity. Yeah. Explore some side quests. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the advantage of Sigurd's so Zone, right? You get to play more often, and you can do things like explore backstory and do side adventures. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do those things. You can run Sicko Zone... Completely, completely separate yeah. than like what your party is doing. Mm-hmm. But you can just, just start like, a whole new game yeah, with somebody else. I kind of want to do a sci-fi thing, and we're doing a fantasy, you know, with the with the larger party. We're in D and D doing fantasy stuff, but like, hey, I got a cool uh, one-shot sci-fi thing. You want to just yeah. run that together? What if you, you know, came over up a with a character weeks? for this, and yeah, we just you know slowly work on it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be related to like it does not go larger role playing experience with a group and you know an yeah. in person session. That's that's super non essential. That's a bonus if you can make it happen, and if you want to make it happen, it is a tool that can facilitate that. But it yeah, it can be something completely separate I mean, if you want thing. it to. Um, and the last thing why do it is you can explore um, you can explore some of the stuff that doesn't get as much focus, especially in a game like D&D, which is so heavily, like, you know, if you were to read the rules, you wouldn't be wrong in thinking this is just a war game about punching monsters. Um, right, you can really get into the whole, like, um, what do they call that, down period? Mm-hmm. Like the downtime between yeah. combat encounters? Like, they have some very, like, sparse rules about that. Like, you can learn a trade or shit like that. Yeah. But this is a way that you could actually get into the nitty-gritty of, like, how do you actually become a master blacksmith? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, manage a mm-hmm. stronghold or something. Yeah. Like, the stuff that you can do that there are rules for, but nobody engages with because it takes forever. Yeah, this is, like, for downtime stuff. Uh, you can also explore, like, intrigue and social interactions and investigation a lot more. Because one-on-one combat is... Challenging. Yeah, it's challenging and it's kind of less interesting than a party doing grid-based combat against, like, a gang of goblins Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's less interesting to over-text have one person get in a lot of fights. Yeah. So, in order to mitigate that in the sicko zone, you have players do investigation. You have players do social interaction. You present them with weird problems. Like I think a fun example from what we did, uh, I was trying to figure out what had happened to this town of a bunch of people all turned to stone and 
bad stuff. And I could talk to animals. So I was like, well, I'm going to go out into the woods and try and like talk to some critters and see if I can find some critters to help me. And that ended up being really cool because the crows that I talked to, who I thought would be clever and be able to like give me information, they were, but they were also not trustworthy. Well, they were clever enough. Yeah, to they were clever try enough to, to try and put one over on me and fuck me. <laughs> and that was really cool. And that wasn't just like I swing my sword. Mm. You know, it, it got into some more interesting nuances. Some crow politics. Yeah, some crow politics about how like they worked for a witch and they also bullied some other forest animals and <laughs> weird shit. And stuff that could happen in your game normally. But it's less likely to happen when you have, like, minis on a grid and mm. you're like, how do we flank this, well, you know, orc? Yeah. And when you have, like, five players to, to uh, I was going to say babysit, but, you know, <laughs> that's that's derogatory. Uh, five players to manage. Mm. It's a lot easier in a one-on-one situation to give... Well, you have to give all your attention to them because they're the only one playing. Right. Right. You don't have to spread out your. That's what. Let's like scratch all that. Uh, in Sicko Zone, it's interesting because you don't have to spread out your attention between wait, wait, wait. five players. In Sicko Zone, dice rolls you. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. Without Yak the setup. Smear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yakov Smirnov. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Sorry, that was derailing. Anyways, I think I got my point across, or I didn't, and I don't care. <laughs> so, yes, um, lots of interesting things you can do with uh, Sicko Zone uh, continuous play mm-hmm. with one-on-one. You so, can also still do combat. You can have a sword fight yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Of course. That's, like, the easy stuff. But it's, yeah, like, that takes care of itself. There's a lot of tools for that. Like, we used the uh, uh, Avre, Avre. Avre plugin to Discord. Yeah. Uh, which plugs into it's D&D a, Beyond. It's a bot you add to your Discord server that you can just, you like, can ask it for dice mm-hmm. rolls, and it can weight them with your skill yeah. bonuses and but stuff. Like, you can also, like, upload your, like, character sheet to mm-hmm. that stuff, and, like, it's extremely powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking in this. Tools and systems now. How, how do you facilitate Sicko Zone? The good news is you have everything you need already. Oh, I thought you basically. were going to do the Yeah, the here's Spider-Man the good news. Joke. We don't need the monitor. And then he throws the monitor yeah. and it breaks. Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse reference. The good news is you don't need to, like, buy anything or download anything special. You already have everything. Mm-hmm. Instant message services, like if you use Skype or Slack at work, if you have Discord on your phone, even just like text messages, mm-hmm. I would recommend not doing that though, because if you if you play in the same thread yeah. where you also have a regular text thread, it gonna get weird. It just gets confusing, right? But like Discord free, WhatsApp free, mm-hmm. plenty of other you know instant messaging services for free yeah. that you can have separate than your, you know, text. Because, like, yeah. it could be, like, kind of confusing when it's like, hey, you coming over for dinner? And then, like, seven texts about, like, yeah. you know, the elf ranger in the woods. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, so, like, are you coming Scroll over back, for dinner? Yes. You, yeah, you want to keep those in separate threads. But Discord is a really great tool to do that. And Discord is one of, you know, a dozen. The minis. Yeah. Easy, fun apps that 
facilitate that. You also have, you know, like the tool of D&D Beyond. That exists on your phone. If you want to, like, keep track mm-hmm. of character sheets, there's, you know, Roll20. Roll20, or, you know, yeah. There's all kinds of digital gaming helper apps that can, you know, keep all your information straight and organized on your phone. Or, you know, maybe you prefer to organize it yourself. You put it on your notes app. Mm. You you transcribe your or character you sheet. make a paper copy and you take a picture on your yeah. phone. But the point is, is, like, your phone has, probably without even adding anything to it, it already has a half dozen tools for mm. doing this. And the other tools you need are... Yeah. download away. Ton, tons of free dice apps if yeah. you need a dice app. Tons of free plugins do dice. You don't need to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. You have the tools already in your pocket. So all you need is a separate text thread for the adventure. You know, don't just text your buddy who's also your game master in this situation on the same text thread. You do want to separate those things. And then you messy. just need some way to roll dice. Mm-hmm. And you can roll them in the app so that the results are shown, or you can just trust each other to, you know, report the correct number. Yeah. Either way. But Either the, way, it's fine. The tools are not the problem. So, you know, if, if you thought we were going to come with some, like, game-breaking way to play role-playing games remotely, we don't have that. No. The tools already exist. Yeah, the tools already exist, but... Uh, this is just like a confidence booster. It can be done. Yeah, it can be done. And that we thought about it for a while, and we're like, what is it? Well, actually, it's just sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are a couple weird things about one-on-one role-playing yeah. that we thought was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Right. The biggest one, especially for D&D, is combat balancing. Mm-hmm. Because... D&D has, like, that strict challenge rating mm-hmm. and all that shit. And if you stick to it, a, it's doable. You know, a one-quarter or one-half CR creature... It's very limiting. They can kill a, yeah. a level one character. Mm. And you will be surprised by how quickly that happens Yeah. if you just, like, let the dice roll. You're like, whoops, my player's at zero health. Mm-hmm. And that happened in two turns, and they could have easily killed the goblin. Yeah, but the dice just but the dice just the decided. dice just went away, and it, all it takes is two dice rolls, one miss and one hit, and suddenly this encounter's over. Mm-hmm. Your player is unconscious. Yes. So, combat balancing is is very it's different tricky. when it's one on one. It's tricky when it's one on one because there's not there's only one player turn per monster turn. Most games are balanced with there are several player turns per monster turn mm-hmm. in mind. So you got to take that into account. A spread out player health pool where like, you know, the fucking, the were tiger doesn't always mm-hmm. hit the same guy every turn. Yeah. Right. And like, as long as the characters even, are moving around. Even if around one character goes down, that's not the end of it because as long as the players win the fight, they can like revive them. Mm-hmm. Right? A character can come back from being knocked mm-hmm. out, but if like if two little goblin sneaks jump your player character, and one of them gets like a lucky whack, mm-hmm. and the player's unconscious, why would they leave him? Yeah. To wake back up later, you know. Right. So like failure, it can't be spread out. 
uh, throughout the party, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's only one person playing, so if they fail, that's that's a total failure, yeah. right? There's no Nobody else that. is going to come to the rescue. Well, and that's and one we'll of our tips. Yeah. But, like, nobody else... There's no is other playing. party. Yeah. There's no party, which can be weird because most of the tabletop role-playing games assume that there is a party. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're built for that. And, like, yes, that's really fun. But this is different because we're playing one-on-one. Yeah. So you need to... Um, so failure has to lead somewhere. Yeah. Because... As, a, as a game master, as a player, mm-hmm. you need to, like, throw yourself into it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And you need to just, like, try your hardest and use the things that yeah. you have to use. And chance Because chances are the player is going to fail. Mm-hmm. But they need to be willing to fail. Right. Which takes us to, like, the game master, whoever's running that, has to always have, like, failure and then. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's not so much that when you're coming up with shit for for the player to run through, it's not so much how will the party defeat the obstacle. It's more of what happens when the player fails. Yeah. Because there's a good chance they will because they're by themselves. Right. It's hard. And it's that... hard out there for an adventurer. Yeah. It is. A single adventure. It's hard out there. It's hard out there for a bitch. That's what I was going to do, but I didn't know if it was going to land right. So, like, (laughs) it's hard out there for a bitch. Um, So, in in design, as a game master, you have to consider this stuff. The... A player can go down. A player can drop to zero hit points, right? Go down and be out of the fight. So, like, their participation in an encounter can dead end. Mm -hmm. Your single player's participation cannot dead end. And there are a lot of great ways in fiction and, you know, video games Mm -hmm. to look through. Like, there are tools to combat this. A great one that I like is um, if you get arrested in Skyrim, right? Mm -hmm. They don't just hang you. You wake up in a cell... And you have an option to, like, pay your way out of it, right? You know, you can pay your fine. You can serve yeah. your time and, you know, pay whatever. Or you can, escape. you can start trying to escape. You can look for tools around your cell. You can, you know, you have a hidden lockpick in your in your socks. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, that incident, which feels like a failure state, is not a failure state. It leads directly into a mm-hmm. different a different branch of the adventure. Yeah. Which is a lot of work on the Game Master. You have to be thinking in different branches now. You can't think just like, I know they're going to defeat this monster, and the only what if is how much of their resources get used. Mm-hmm. Like, how much spell slots and healing potions are they going to have at the end? But I, it's a given that they're going to win the fight. Mm-hmm. That's you, can't, no longer, you can't think you like, can't that, think like that. Yeah. Um, like, for example, uh, we died a lot, but... Uh, one this one time, Cosmo's character um, fought a couple wolves and uh, lost mm-hmm. pretty like quickly. It's hard. Uh, yeah, that that equation also mm-hmm. like it gets terrible yeah. as soon as it's like two on one, mm-hmm. and if it's more than that, forget about it. Yeah. Um, but the the action economy of multiple bad guys on one side of the fight and one player, mm-hmm. they're boned. Until they get to, you know, yeah. like level six, when it, when they can start doing, doing multiple, multiple things. Attacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Gosmo's character got dead. And, like, this is a really easy one. Uh-oh, ding dong. I got it. Uh, 
he just got knocked unconscious. And actually, the wolves weren't trying to kill him and eat him. They were servants of Leshy in the forest. So they brought him back, and he woke up unconscious and hurt and bruised. At the Leshy's lair. But, like, that... Like, and if he had won that fight, would he have ever, like, gotten to the Leshy? No, probably not. I probably would have made something else up. But, like, I only made that up because he lost that fight. So, there's, there, as a game master running Sicko Zone, the question is always, what happens when the character fails this? Because there's a damn good chance especially in combat there's mm-hmm. a damn good chance they do yeah much better so every combat is like it's not a this challenge how they're gonna get through it it's like you might go down mm. so if you're gonna throw combat at them what happens if they go down right so game masters you got to think about that and then players you know you got to trust that the gm has a plan mm-hmm. and you gotta yeah Go in with that blind trust and just be like, okay, well, I guess I'm fighting these yeah, guys. I behave how I would behave mm-hmm. in this situation. Don't think about, you know, the math of it. Don't think about how it's weighted. Yeah. Um, we talked, so we're recommending, uh, I, I think we should backtrack a little bit and say for sure, we're recommending, like, have some sort of safety net like that. Right. Like, you yes. know. The, because the, then that leads into the players can trust you if you always have a safety net, like, uh... You know, a magical amulet mm-hmm. or like maybe an amulet that they didn't know they had or mm-hmm. like a, a medevac scenario. Like, yeah, like a uh, helicopter can come and rescue wolf, you. I, so after the wolves knocked him out, they became kind of Cosmos characters friends. And then like they pulled him out of a, a cobalt cave that yeah. he died in. When I, yeah, when I got in two over my head again in a different situation, then like the wolves came and dragged me away. Mm-hmm. So... Have you you need to create some sort of safety net like that that works in the narrative, and that can um, that can cushion failure. Yeah, and then as a player, you need to trust that your GM has mm-hmm. done that. Don't you know? Don't wimp your way through it and be like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm afraid to engage with anything. Right. I'm like, afraid to talk to this guy. For example, or start a when fight. you were running Cinco Zone for me, um. I was playing a character that wasn't really, like, didn't like to take shit. Yeah. So, like, two guys came into the pub. Yeah, and, so like, when a couple of town's guard shit. came in and were... And it's like, two on one, okay, I, that's that's a pretty bad fight. But, like, mm-hmm. my character wouldn't run out the back door. She would they fucking try to fight. spear him. And, and it went badly. That went... She was, she was capable of killing those characters. Mm-hmm. It was balanced in a way where she could. But she missed her first attack. Yep. And then they got a turn. They both landed attacks. A level one character doesn't have that much health. So she goes down. But then Dane's character wakes up where, like, they didn't kill her. Because there was this other plot going along. They were part of the cult or whatever. And they brought her over to the edge of the lake to, like, do Do a a sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah, there was a whole thing that I got exposed to Mm -hmm. because I went down. And, like, would I figure that out if I hadn't gone down? Probably. Yeah. At some point, you would have encountered it. I got much... uh, I got exposed much quicker. Yeah. And it made it all the more, like, you know, immersive and spooky and, like, oh, man. Yeah. You know. You use that failure as a Now I know cages are bad because they were trying to put me in one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's Sicko Zone. Yeah. We, we We talked about the concept of an RPG hangover. 
Right. So if you're always thinking about it and wanting to play, but you can't get that dopamine from just thinking about it, why not sicko zone? Mm-hmm. And it starts with like maybe before, you know, before you try meth, maybe smoke some weed. Um, <laughs> maybe just try and do a little development. Be like, okay, I've got the I've got the bug. Do your adventure writing for next session or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, nah, man, I got too much stuff. I got so much stuff, and we are not playing often enough. We are not getting through this content. But I want to. Mm-hmm. Then you reach out. Then you reach out DMs and you and try like, and set up a sicko zone. Yo, yo, you want a one-on-one yeah. RPG with me? Does such and such a character? Does you know? Does your dragonborn maybe? Do you want to like play the adventure that like led them? to reaching this town in the first place, mm-hmm. a trek through the wilderness or whatever. And like, yeah, fuck yeah. My dragonborn barbarian, he had so much like trials and tribulations on the way. I wrote this whole backstory. You're like, great. Give me the whole backstory. I'm going to start making adventure encounters based on these things that like you kind of know already happened, but you haven't played through them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, or start something completely else. Start like, something else. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, I know I'm running this D&D for us, but uh, what if you ran some cyberpunk for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I read a book, and, like, I'm kind of really into, like, a cyberpunk deal. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't get that through D&D, and I don't want to, you know, completely just, like, drag my heels and be a butthead. So, like, you want to satisfy my itch? Yeah. So that's that's the hangover idea. We talked about what is Sicko Zone. It's one-on-one role-playing. It's continuous. It's intermittent because sometimes, you know, you don't check your phone for a couple hours. Sometimes you don't have the time. Sometimes you're busy on the weekends. Yeah. It's over text. It's remote. It's a, It's just like a thing that's always on. It's like a mobile game, you know, yeah. that you can just pop into when you feel like it. That's why it's cool. It's constant, mm-hmm. but it's also it never stops. And you can explore. It's... You can explore backstory. You can do side adventures. You can do something completely different. Mm-hmm. You can get into like more like investigation yeah. and like you know solve crimes and. Shit. You can get away from combat heavy mm-hmm. adventures, and you can get more into like interpersonal intrigue and investigation stuff, which is fun everyone fucking loves it but it's it's tougher to do with larger groups especially yeah. when you know the game system like D trends towards combat yeah uh and like there's plenty of of tools to help you do this right like all you need really is an instant message uh capabilities which we recommend not using your regular yeah, like not text, the same thread, text thread just because it can get confusing or whatever but like Good news is, like, Discord is free, WhatsApp is free, and, like, you know, I hate to mention that stupid company with the, like, weird little, like, troll as his thing, but, like, you know, it's like a book that, like, the faces are on. <laughs> um, but there's that, and there's others. There's plenty of others. Mm-hmm. There's Slack and Skype. There's a Slack bunch of, like, corporate ones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But those are also free for Teams. personal use. Yeah. Microsoft Teams. You can just, yeah, Teams is just on your computer. So, you know, the tools already exist. The tools are there. Great news, you don't need to buy anything. It all exists. Yeah. 
at your fingertips mm. a download away. And some of them have like great plugins to like D and D Beyonds. Have like little like you know bots that will roll dice for dice you. Dice rollers. You can share. Um, you know, you can share images and stuff. Mm. You can share maps and. Yeah. Yeah. You, know. you can you can do a lot with these tools. Yeah. Um, so they're there. You just gotta find what works for you. Mm. Uh, and then we talked about the nuances of one-on-one role-playing. Yes. It's tricky, combat balancing especially. Mm-hmm. It's hard and weird. Basically, as a game master, you need to have plans for when stuff fails. And as a player, you need to trust that there's a plan and that mm-hmm. failure doesn't lead to a dead end. Yeah. It leads to a different branch of the adventure. Don't, as a player, don't be like, well, I want my characters to survive, so I'm going to break character and do... I'm going to run away or... You know, I'm going to be, yeah. you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna let that insult slide or whatever, right? Yeah. Stick with your stuff and mm-hmm. trust that the Game Master has a plan that's going to we'll be consistent with right. what's going on. Because, I mean, the goal of this is to continuously role play. And if you die within the first, like, ten messages, then that's no fun. Yeah. So it's going to keep going. So trust. Yeah. Trust in your game master. Um, that about do it for our 50th episode. If you've stuck with us this long, thank you. 50! If you like our stuff, visit us at 2HGM.com. You can contact us. You can follow us on Truit. Twit. Truit? We're not narcs. Nope. You can follow us on Twitter and join our Patreon. We have fun Discord stuff. You can check that out. We also have a bunch of other stuff on our website. Yeah, get back into Discord. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, Patreon. Uh, we got like some like cool little uh, hacks and whatever like uh, on our website for free. We're also um, we're also hard at work on Afterlife, our original post-apocalyptic sci-fi adventure. Yeah. Uh, game and setting, original setting with an original game system, and uh, that is going to be coming out later this year around Halloween time. We're looking. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be cool. We've got some artwork, and we're in the very final stages of. The book's basically finished. We're, you know, we're just putting we're, together the we're doing pa- the tweaks. We're doing some tweaks. But yeah, um, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song "Pond Hill's Finest" as the intro and outro to our show. And we will see you next time for episode fifty-one. Eh? Hey, for yeah, the see you next time. The beginning of the second half of our first hundred episodes. <laughs> Goodbye.